guys, welcome back to the Encounter Podcast. Um, we're here today with Danny, Raquel, and Kat, and we are super excited. Uh, this will be our last um, podcast with the series Windows to the Soul, and today we'll be talking about the mouth. And uh, the mouth is one of like the most interesting things in the Bible. It just um, by reading James 3, guys, literally my eyes were just like open, and I have to read it to you guys. Um, I don't have much of an introduction, but I just want to get straight to the good stuff, which is the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, follow along with me. Not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we who teach will be judged with greater strictness. For we all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to brittle his whole body. And I thought this one, like, I just have to stop here for a second, because it says that if we don't, if we don't have trouble with what our mouth says, we are a perfect man. Meaning what? That our soul is literally like non-existent. Our soul is completely... Uh, um, how do you say like what, tamed? What, tamed. Oh, Danny, honestly, sometimes you come through with like the best words. Um, I don't yes, speak. That, <laughs> that our soul is completely tamed, and that is incredible, right? If our mouth would just had the ability to not say nonsense, then we would be perfect. We would already be at the stature of the perfect man, which that already is incredible, right? So you, we could see how much people can see into our soul by just the things that we say, the things mm. that we speak. All right, and we keep reading because it's amazing. If we put bits into the mouth of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at what the ships, look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder where the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set, how great a forest is set ablaze by such small fires. And I thought that was incredible too. Like it's saying like the mouth honestly doesn't even look like a big deal. Like it looks like a small little member of your body. You know, it doesn't really do much. You can't like kill someone with your tongue physically. Um, but what it can do is is being compared to these things like the horse you can uh, grab it and make it obey the whole body obeys you by just getting into his mouth you know like they put that thing in like the horse's mouth to make yeah. them like stop and what are they called reins yes and then the ships too he's saying look at the big ship and the thing that moves it is like the tongue it's like a little small like a uh, motor right and the will of the pilot directs it but the one that honestly blew my mind is a giant forest a great forest is can be set ablaze by such a small fire and it's comparing that to our tongue. Like just a small thing that we say can set a fire that is literally incredible. And I know Raquel wants to say something, but I got to finish this for you guys. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our mem- our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. For every kind of beast and bird, of reptile and sea creature can be tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil, full of deadly poison. With it, we bless our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? Can a fig tree, my brothers, bear olives or a grapevine produce figs? Neither can a salt pond yield fresh water. And I thought like this was so incredible. Like literally, I feel like this whole podcast can be just based on James 3 because it's incredible what it says. But it's saying like everything bad pretty much comes from our tongues. Everything that is terrible and poisonous and deadly comes from our tongue. And not only that, we are such hypocrites that we bless God with our mouth 
speaking greatness of him and then curse those who are made in his likeness our brothers and sisters and again we're always brought back to unity how we treat our brothers and sisters how we treat each other um is literally just a window to the soul just by how we treat others we can see how all of our members are doing how all of the windows to our soul are doing raquel get wild okay so uh for verse eight in the same chapter it says that no one contain the tongue and maybe i'm jumping too much to the end of like how we contain it but uh my my ideas were that okay so no one contain the tongue so then why are we being asked and why are we being told to take control of it and have self-control well that's because no human can do it we can't do it with our own powers we can't do it with our own efforts only it has to be through the help of the holy spirit and having him and his fruits grow in us that will allow us to tame the tongue alongside um, also our own efforts to to do that as well. So, yeah. I, I'm sorry, I was just going to say that. I love that Raquel says that. And you know what? The beautiful thing is that God literally gives us a manual on how to do this. He's saying no one can tame the tongue, but you know what you can do? Be quiet. Mm -hmm. Like literally, just stop talking. Proverbs 10, 19. When words are many, transgression is not lacking. So when there's a lot of words, there's sin. Something's happening. There's sin. But whoever restrains his lips is prudent. Mm -hmm. And that is beautiful, right? So, like, God says, hey, you can't tame your mouth. Just be quiet. Stop opening it. The tongue, is it's difficult to be tamed. No one has been able to tame it. But I'm giving you advice. You want to be wise? Be quiet. You know, it's honestly, it's it's so crazy what you guys are speaking. Honestly, I've, I've, read, I've, read, the, I've read parts of James, but never, like, the whole, the whole 1 through 12, which... I think it gives us the way out. For example, uh, I was reading, uh, I was just hearing you speak right now, and I was seeing, and I was reading it with you. It says that, you know, how do you guard, how, how do you guide a horse's body? Like, how, how do you guide, um, how do you, how do you move uh, a, a horse's body to the left or to the right? Or how do you stop it? And it's easily to say that, that um, you have to put something in its mouth because the horse itself cannot understand how to move the way you want it to make it move. So the same things happen to us, right? Our body does not understand what we need to say and what we don't have to say. It just says it. And, and, and it's crazy because I've, I've, uh, I've, I've caught myself in that. Sometimes I say things and I'm like, why did I even say that? Like, literally, it wasn't in my, it wasn't my, uh, what's it called? Like, uh, it wasn't my, I, I didn't think about doing something bad with my mouth and yet, something came out that wasn't edifying me and edifying other people. And it just, it was literally, I could have lived without it. And yet, we trip and we trip and we trip upon this. So so God gives us the, the way out. He goes, do you guys want to, he, he has want to be maneuvered like a horse is maneuvered? Then put something in your mouth. Mm -hmm. and, and and the bite, the bite that goes inside the horse's mouth, not only, it's not only used as to turn where to go, but to guide its head. You see what I'm saying? So as you can see, if, if, if you're able to put the word of God inside your mouth, then it also will guide you left or right, right? And then, you know what I was thinking? Like one of the things we learn in basic doctrine is like uh, it gives us the, a figure of the body, soul, and spirit. And it says that um, the carriage, right, is the body. Um, the horse, which is wild and chaotic, is the soul. And then the man guiding the horse is the spirit, right? Mm. And it's beautiful because the man guiding the horse, the only way it can guide the horse, the spirit, the only way it can guide your soul is if it has these reins and if they're put on well, right? And so I think that this example of the horse is incredible, right? Because it's literally the Bible is just like saying, like, here you go. This is how you do it. So you want to be 
um, you want to be a man that is prudent, you want to be a man that is wise, you want to be a man that has his soul controlled, you need to get these reins and you give them to the Holy Spirit. And you know, the horses are not, they never have an opinion on where they want to go. They, well, actually, no, they always have an opinion on where they want to go. But with these reins on them, they literally are just like, okay, if I do this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt. I don't want to do this. So I'm just going to listen um, and do, you know, be cooperative, whatever the Holy Spirit tells me to do. And that's what we have to learn to do. But instead, we let our emotions get the best of us. Yeah, and, and I, I was reading, I was reading that there's a verse here that I just didn't, I didn't write it down. That it says that we have to uh, not only uh, say that we love each other, but actually uh, not only speak that we love each other, but actually have actions. Mm-hmm. So, so it's it's crazy how it's crazy how God says it's not only about speaking the things that you want, to do. and that's why I was telling. I don't know who I was telling last time. I think I was preaching, and I was telling that sometimes we say blessings for everything. Hey, blessings, brother. We're calling each other brother and sister. But my question is, do we actually believe? Like, do we actually like? Would you set your I know anybody here would you know, set you know set their life down for your brother or sister, your real brother and your real sister. But what about when you call people brother and sister? Like for example, it would be weird if I woke up and said good morning sister, right? Like <laughs> like like it's weird, right? Like, like you know if you have a sibling, you go what's up, how you doing? You good? All right, bet. And you probably never seen them the whole day, right? And, and you still have that love from. So my question is like, is it is it that we have tried to bring? fakeness to the church if that's if that's what like i said like by saying brother and sister do we feel more holy that's not what god wants god wants you guys to feel that love and maybe say what's up and god will be like okay that what's up was more meaningful than saying good morning brother good morning sister blessings from above and we always mess around with my sister we always say that we always say that we say that every morning to each other like blessings from above we we text it to each other and we're like hey blessings from above that's a joke right that's a joke but i i always i always say like when we speak it do we mean it and and honestly there's a there's a few verses that come up to my mind that says that there's people that bless you and under their breath they curse you So there's just just it, it's crazy because you, we we have to see exactly where our mouth is and how our you know I think our mouth is important but also our tongue right our tongue is right here typified as a as um as the mouth right and our tongue is very swift yeah. and it can either I I remembered in my whole entire life that I made a little lie and that little lie just turned into a humongous problem. And I just said, but I just said this, like that's all I said. And that's exactly what it was saying, right? Like such a small fire can set the whole forest ablaze. Yeah. Ablaze. Um, uh, do you have something to say? Or yeah. you gotta go ahead, go yeah. ahead, please. Um, when you, you said that, sometimes our like bad things are said under our breath, it reminded me of like this thing that I heard in a preaching. And it was like, oh, whenever people say like, oh, God use you, and then the other person replies, like not more than not more than me, yeah. And, and I just imagine <laughs> now he said that. But it's so amazing how like our mouth has so much power to it because imagine it's like a connection to our soul right and i was looking at this thing and it said like how precious is the soul that that god goes after and even the enemy himself goes after it so that's when we have to like really be careful with what is in our soul because most of the time we get veered off and think like oh it's it's nothing as as important or it's just something that i said like as a joke or something but if um if you're somebody who's like a follower of christ you know that all the time you're sharing the word of god um maybe not 
like yeah by yourself or even like to younger people who are uh below you as well and um it just reminded me to always like uh like deb was saying be prudent because we can live a life outside and then come to church and be like oh yes glory glory to you lord but the same lips we come and worship we go outside and and cuss and give like jokes that have like a double meaning or things that can like really really like kind of like open doors for ourselves as as well because these jokes that we can even say our words can be like a habit and habit and habit and just like the word is a habit in our lives and like being able to preach is a habit um a beautiful one actually um that can be that can be very like hurtful on the long run because this habit can like you know be like a snowball after time and time it'll just ball up and it just reminds me of this verse in Colossians 3 and it says but now you must put them all away anger wrath um malice how do you say that malice (laughs) Malice, slander and obscene talk from your mouth so this kind of like makes me like understand like if you're somebody who comes to christ there has to be like a transition to your mind and also like the way that you uh speak as well because if you if you speak um you also have to like understand that your language will change and you will have to be like mature as you as you grow right so like your language that you had in the world is no longer going to be the one when you come to christ it's going to be way different like all the hateful words you used to say that's going to change into love all the bad words you would say it would be to bless your brothers and sisters and yeah it'll be things that you just like cut off slowly and slowly just so your mouth can like uh bear fruit with what you're saying and what you're learning Okay. Go on, uh, Rekha, I want to say something. Oh, sorry. So Speak loud, please. Okay, sorry. <laughs> okay, so uh, something that Kathy said, I really liked how she said that what we say has to be connected to our soul. And the w- and that's exactly like what the description was of this, you know, trying to see what's in our heart as well. So I found some things that, are, that can be in our heart. Uh, I'm not going to say all of them, of course, but like some <laughs> ones that, that stuck out to me with what we're talking about right now. Um, oh, hmm. sorry. Okay. Leviticus nineteen seventeen says, do not nurse hatred in your heart for any of your relatives. Confront people directly so you will not be held guilty for their sin. And of course, you can take this, you know, literally like, like with your relatives, your, your mom, dad. But I think this goes to even our spiritual relatives, our brothers and sisters here at church. And I really like the fact that it said nurse hatred, meaning that it's something that you willingly choose to like let grow <laughs> in your heart you and like yeah, you take care of it. Like if you're like the parent, like that's weird. Don't do that. <laughs> and I think that definitely we need to first examine what's in our heart. I mean, just like David has said in his Psalms and and how we sing it sometimes too, like let the Lord examine what's in our heart and make sure that what is in it is delightful to him. So definitely like always asking and praying to God to always make sure that our heart is in the right place for that's where, you know, Luke 6, 6.45 says that like from the abundance of the heart, that's where the mouth speaks. So don't be willingly wanting to grow evil things in your heart because then that's all you're going to become and that's all you're going to say and that's and just negativity and hatred is what's going to surround your life and that's what you're going to transmit to everyone else. Right, I love that you, I literally was going to say Luke 6.45, but what I love is how 6.43 and 44 start. A good tree doesn't produce rotten fruit, and a rotten tree doesn't produce good fruit. Each tree is known by its fruit. You don't pick figs from thorny plants or grapes from a thorn brush. Good people do the good that is in them, but evil people do the evil that is in them. These the things people say come from inside them. And it's it's so true. Like every single um podcast we've done about this window to the soul we've talked about like fruit like fruit what are your fruits what are your fruits what are your fruits and we see that all of them are linked to this how are your fruits and even 
um, from the mouth, we see what's inside of you. Are you rotten? Are you a tree that's rotten and therefore produces rotten fruit? Uh, and it's, it's crazy. That's literally um, nothing that uh, we cannot produce anything good if our, our one part of us is rotten. Because there can be a, a rotten tree that produces good fruit. It's just not possible. Yeah. So I think like the easiest part to examine, like all of the other windows to the soul that we talked about, were a little more difficult, more secretive, right? Like who really knows your works? Who really knows how you walk? Who really knows what you see? You know, like those are things that are not easy to... Um, decipher but what you can see is how someone speaks like mm. straight off the bat when somebody speaks you know like okay no these people like have you ever sat at a table with pastors all they talk about is the bible yeah like they don't have any other conversation like none like the times i've sat with a pastor that talks about something other than the bible is like supposed to say here. few well sometimes they yeah i'm not <laughs> saying like oh my god all they do is you know every second of it no they, i'm yeah. sure they have other conversations but mm-hmm. usually their conversations are bible even, based even they're their, godly based even their jokes are godly based yeah they are yeah. really they are so you see like okay look at the fruits of these people and they're careful you know because they're saying you know anything outside of speaking about god i'm in danger of being unwise i'm in danger of of showing that maybe I'm a rotten fruit. But I'm not saying they're rotten fruit, but you know, like maybe I can be become rotten by saying these things. And you know, that reminds me of, of, a, of a verse. I, think, I don't know if it's in Proverbs. I don't know. All these perversions are coming to my head, but I just don't know where they are. Um, that says, uh, a fool can pass off as wise mm. if he just shuts his mouth. That's, that's just me, uh, Danny version, right? If he just closes his mouth, even a fool can pass off as wise. And honestly, if you ever talk to a person that's foolish, you can uh, mm-hmm. you can quickly um, understand that they're f- they're foolish. Like uh, like sometimes I, I talk to no, not not any of you guys. Like sometimes when I talk to random people like in, in the street, I'm looking at them and I'm like, man, this guy just he didn't go to school. Like like he he's just foolish. Like he's just <laughs> foolish, and he thinks he knows. <laughs> and then when there's people that don't speak at all, I'm like, hmm. What is this going to talk about? And then he ends up, and honestly, if it has happened so many times, sometimes I see people like in church and I'm like, oh man, you know, this guy, what is he, what is, you know, what is he doing here? Like my mind does this to myself. Mm-hmm. And then when I see him speak, bro, like fire comes out of his mouth, bro. And I'm just like, I'll never forget, there was a pastor with the Apostle Sadiq and I was like, oh my God, here we go. Another pastor, uh, you know, hanging around with the Apostle Sadiq here, like, why did he come? Like I was, all this to myself, but... I'm, honestly, guys, I'm human, so I'm sorry because I think this way. And then the Apostle Sergio says, no, I'm not going to preach today. Let him preach. Bro, and he preached, and he blew my mind out of the water. And I was like, you know what, God? This is why you said <laughs> that That this is why the Bible says that the Pharisees were shocked to see the Apostles speaking about the word, how they were, even though they weren't, they didn't study. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he shocked me, and I, and I even told the Lord, I was like, Lord, change me because... I need to be changed, you know, and that's why it's so important that 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 your mouth is 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 how do you say tamed? Your tongue is tamed because even the Bible says that your 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 tongue, your mouth has the power of life and, and death. death. Yeah. So so just imagine that and, and and some what is it? Proverbs eighteen twenty one. So imagine how important that is when you see yourself in your mirror and you say, "Oh, you're ugly." Then guess what? You feel ugly. Or 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 what about if if you see yourself in the mirror and says, "Oh man, uh, I hate you so much." Then sooner or later, what are you gonna do? You're going to feel that hate. And you have to be careful what you say to other people. That's why, um, like, I, 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 um, I'm going to open my heart once more. Uh, I used to have this bad habit when I was uh, younger. And I used to go say, okay, okay, go die. Like that. 
relax. All of you guys have done it, and I've told you guys to stop. No. Then you're like, oh, like okay, okay, go kill yourself. Like, 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 <laughs> like it was like it was it was a thing. It was a thing that I used to play really, really harsh like that, right? Until one time, there was this there was this hermana that that she was leaving, and uh, it was she was she was my friend. She was my friend. So I was like, okay, okay, go go die. Literally, but it, I did it. I literally said it just like. I, <laughs> I said it. I said it incorrectly. Like this, I'm not like that anymore. I used to do this. Okay, <laughs> just so you guys understand. And then she gets in the car. She makes a U-turn and she gets T-boned by a car. Oh, what does a- that mean? A T-bone. Like T-bone, she gets like she, she gets cut. Yeah. Like, like, literally like, literally the T-bone. Yeah. 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 Like car, like, car, like, T. Like she was turning a U-turn and a car goes like this. Boom. <laughs> and I was, I was, I, literally as I turn around, she gets hit, and I look back and I was like. Then you gotta be careful with your words. Literally, that's the first thing. That I, and then we ran and we took her out of the car and everything. And I promised myself that from there on, I was like, I will never say, say things like that. Mm-hmm. And then you know what's the worst part? My dad would tell me, my dad would tell me, be careful what you say, because uh, it can happen. And then even to my friends, I'll be like, Hey, hey bro, we're gonna go out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, okay, this is the time. Okay, 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 go die. See you later. Like that, like that. It was like that. And my dad would tell me, he would tell me, he was like, he was like, be careful what you say because it's it's your your words have power. Until that happened, I understood. I was like, okay, I would never say it again. And sometimes I catch kids doing that. And I tell them, guys, be careful what you guys say. Because one day, they can be here. And the next, they cannot. And then what's going to the last thing to say? Oh, cat told me to go die. And, and that's, that's so incorrect, right? So I was going to tell you guys that be careful with, with, with what, you, what you do. And if you do learn to tame your mouth... There's this blessing that I see in Samuel, First Samuel three nineteen. It says that Samuel would be a good person that 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 served the Lord, and it says on three nineteen it says, and Samuel grew. This one, this one was before he even grows up completely. It says, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. So if you keep your mouth right, if you keep your tongue tamed, God, God will honor you. And there's a there's a few instances that prophets speak. And because he couldn't, because God's a good friend, guys. Mm-hmm. And God, knowing that they said, they spoke, this is now I have to do it because they're my friends or they're my kids or they're whatever it is that, that I have a relationship with them, I have to do it now. And that's, that's incredible because sometimes we say things, uh, you know, as, an, as a, sometimes we bless people and we don't believe it or our yeah. mouths are dirty. And then you say, wait, how, how can God not back me up? We have to tame our mouths. You know what I'm going to say? Yes. Um, I guess I was, I was, oh, you want to go first? No, you go. Okay. I was, well, I'm going to talk about something positive. Are you going to? Oh, yeah. I was okay, just go. adding oh. on to him. Okay. So it's so important how we say, because um, honestly, the mouth can honestly be, honestly, <laughs> our mouth can be like a form of us being honest when we come uh, towards the Lord as well. Because if you guys know Job, he was somebody who was like in deep anguish, like his life literally turned upside down. And he was like, he had no hope. Like he was just telling God like, hey, take my life. Like this is it, right? And then in Job 7, 11, it says, Therefore, I will not restrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. So sometimes when we come to God, we, uh, like, we... Like, yeah, what we say really um, is very honest to God. And we kind of, like, shut down and, you know, try to hide, like, what we want to say. But when you come and be honest, it's, like, another another thing because you come and confess it with your mouth. That's, like, another another thing that you can see. And 
and Job, it's so incredible because all his friends that come in and remind him of God's uh, God's like goodness and God's grace, they say like even if you're sad, like God's gonna come and fill your mouth with laughter and joyfulness, and that's like something to like always like think back on and say like okay, if I'm gonna be saying something, let it be so like in the in the intimate part of where it's just me and God and being able to explain with like what I'm feeling because yeah sometimes we can feel ugly and say like <laughs> I do feel ugly and then as we say that it'll like just grow and then eventually we'll think like wow bro like I really am ugly huh and then you believe it <laughs> yeah so imagine that so like whenever you like confess things it's like say it but change and then you know those who are around you will either like correct you because remember job was over here like like saying like god's not gonna help me and you know saying all these terrible things at some point because he was in deep anguish but his friends are like reminding him like hey like um it says here job 821 he will fill yet he will yet fill your mouth with laughter and your lips with shouting and the one that like like blew my mind was like in job 15 five his friend also says for your iniquity teaches your mouth and you choose the tongue of the crafty so like as job was saying all this stuff it was his friends were like bro why are you saying this like this is only happening to you because it's what your mouth is saying like sure it's being honest but make sure like you don't stay in that same position before you say just because it's job it's job i was gonna say that even <laughs> even when even when god answers a a uh job Mm -hmm. He even corrects what his friends said to him. Mm -hmm. He says, do you think they even know me? Yeah. Uh -huh. Like, imagine, like, even yeah. speaking the right things, he goes, they don't yeah. even have it all that right. Exactly. So, it, <laughs> it's so crazy to understand that, like, right? Like, even when we speak about good things, God goes, yeah, yeah. but it's not all that. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what it is. And then he starts going, do you know, do you play with uh, with uh, yeah. Leviathan like yeah. a little bird? Oh, and yeah. you just start, like, understanding, and you just feel smaller <laughs> yeah, yeah. and smaller <laughs> and smaller. And I, I was wondering what you said. Like, all these his friends were talking good about God. Mm -hmm. And then he goes, yes, but even they have it wrong. wrong yeah. it, it's so crazy what, what happened with the words, right? So what, what's a good thing we can do with our, with it's our because our minds are so small but because i wanted to add when kathy was saying like you know how you speak to yourself and it's important who you surround yourself with and proverbs ten twenty says the tongue of a righteous person is pure silver and i thought that was so interesting because i'm like how can the tongue be pure silver but every time a righteous person speaks it's like he gives riches to those around him mm -hmm. right so if you surround yourself with a righteous people and you come and you say you're ugly what will their mouth say to you not like yeah dude you're right you are hell ugly no of course not right yeah. no dude there's people like this you surround yourself with people who are like this who are people who tear you down but if you surround yourself with righteous people they'll be like how can you be ugly if you were created in the image of the almighty right. you know there's there's just no way so that's what it is when you surround yourself with righteous people their mouth uh, their tongue every time they speak gives you riches right and if you become that righteous person you don't only possess riches in your mouth mm -hmm. but you give to others right and which is literally the the whole gospel is being united um edifying one another helping one another encouraging one another and how by having this tongue righteous tongue or Raquel, sorry. I love what you said because I have a verse that says, uh, it's Romans 10, 8. It's, in fact, it says, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that we preach. So just like you were talking about the good things that the mouth can do, this is another lovely thing that the mouth can do and connecting to the verse of the that the mouth has power of life and death, we can use our words to give life to others, such as life in the spirit, once again, by sharing the message of um, 
of salvation to others and having them, you know, of course, on in their own <laughs> decision, you know, accepting Jesus Christ. But that's that's a way we can help revive the spirit of others. And if they have felt, you know, like hopeless or if they felt alone and stuff like that, this message of salvation that is in the Bible and in the word. And the more that we fill ourselves with it, um, the more we can help others feel the same way as well. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful, right? When we when we use our when we use our words, when we use our tongue the right way, it almost like it almost like God is pleased, right? Like He almost says, like He almost says, like if you use it right, like for example, what you just said, like you can give life to somebody, mm-hmm. and if you use it wrong, you can completely kill them, kill them right? Yeah. And, and and it's crazy when it says that because I, I think. I, I honestly, I honestly think that we're not very careful to what we say yeah. in reality, and and when we say things, we say that we say. And I'm not just saying me. I'm just saying uh, like a lot of people in the churches, like they just are not careful what they say or how they say it or what they say about someone, and 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 this is why we have to understand that our mouth contains um, more power than we give it out even even though like the bible says even though it's a small thing <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a small thing it can create horrible things if you, even if you guys notice like half no more than more than half like 80 percent of the problems at church is because the hey he said she said or i, I said about something yeah those are literally if if we can just be quiet more our problems would kind of go away and yet mm-hmm. and yet we're here trying to you know fix the problems that cause our mouth with our own mouth. So, look, I think I think at the end of the day we have to watch out what we what we what we take out of our mouth and what we put in our mouth as well, right? Because that's very important as well, right? Like, uh, um, you know the way my the way my dad was uh, my, the way my dad taught me a long time ago. He said, "Look, um, you drink water, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't put just anything in your mouth, right?" Like even chapsticks, like I don't share with any, everybody, you know. Like, like, uh, so, but we have to be, have to be careful because yeah. right? if you share chapsticks with everything, then with everyone, then you don't know where people's mouth has been. Fuego. <laughs> you, you get you get and you and you start you start going through. You can even get venereal diseases, and that's why it's very important for you guys to be careful. And, and that's just just that's just in the what's it called that's just in the in the in the physical aspect now imagine what look and this one very important how do you share like spiritual spiritually how do you share where do you share Mm -hmm. you usually share by eating hey let's go eating and then what happens somebody says something and you land your ear another window to the soul Mm -hmm. and it all spews out through your mouth so and then you go home and you're alone and then you're watching incorrect things all going to deposit where in your heart. heart, and then when it's time to speak, it all spews out through the Mail. mouth. Yeah. I was telling you like every like all of these, all of, yeah, we have to watch out. That's why I think the verse that we were talking about last time is so important. The one that Peter says, okay, then wash my hands and wash my head. He didn't say just wash my my eyes. He says wash my whole head. And then he says, no, 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 it's not about that. It's about your feet, but that's not the point. But I'm just saying it's important that he even understands, hey, wash my ears, wash wash my eyes, wash my mouth, because if not, I can say the incorrect things. And that's why, I, I, I since you guys are young, and some of you guys are young, I would I would tell you guys that the best thing to do is stay quiet uh, in difficult situations. Um, you would be surprised how many times I've gotten in a situation just by staying quiet and just by saying... Literally. Literally, just by saying, you know, or just by saying, okay... <laughs> I will never forget there was one time that my dad uh, <laughs> my dad was about to hit me. Yeah. 
And my dad says, what do you have to, he, he was yelling at me hard. And my, and my, I, I just said, okay, I just said, okay, Papa, I'm sorry. I said, no, no, I'll never do it again. He looks at me and he leave. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then the one, and then when <laughs> the one, yeah. and then the one to my right would, wouldn't, wouldn't be quiet. The one to the right. And she got whooped right there where, where I was. And, 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 then she, and then he told me, do you know why I whooped her and why I didn't whoop you? So it's like because you learn how to be quiet and you learn how to take your mistakes and I'm just like and the other one's like Ugh. I want to say no regrets I'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> and no, it, guys, just kidding so and many it, and, it, and it happens right like <laughs> the people that over speak and this is why I think I think I think uh, uh, I think we're we're almost done with the with the with the, with the episode but um, dude you don't even have a microphone do you he does, yeah oh you do okay go ahead go ahead. oh because I'm literally about to wrap it up oh now that we're about to wrap it up then um so. Something that's really important to realize is that our words are like a weapon, right? Mm-hmm. Our words are just like a sword. Um, we see in the book of Revelation, John describes the angel or Jesus uh, with a sword coming from his mouth. And that could also be representation of the word, which is our sword wherever we go, right? But if you read the book of Proverbs, <coughs> I forgot exactly where, but it says that, well, keep in context, that there is teeth in a mouth, right? Mm-hmm. And it says in the book of Proverbs that there are teeth or people that are going to use the teeth, which are swords, to basically devour the poor from this world. Mm-hmm. And so it goes to show that our words have power and are like a weapon that can be used for good and bad. Um, if we remember, um, Jesus tells Peter, who, who draws a sword, to, I think, cut off the ear of a, a, Roman, of a Roman soldier. Um, Jesus tells Peter, you draw the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. So, if you're going to use your words for violence, don't be surprised when you are also responded with violence. If you're going to use your words for good, maybe God gives you a blessing that's double the blessing, you know. Also, don't be surprised. Yeah. yeah. And I also, wanted to, I also wanted to add something that you mentioned, Deb. Um, you said that, uh, something about words. <laughs> something about words, right? Um, the, book in, the book of Proverbs also says that uh, words given to your friend at the right moment mm is like a basket filled, filled, a silver basket filled with golden apples. Mm. A golden apple, it's a fruit. Just like we learned in the other podcasts with feet, our fruits are evident with the words that we speak. And that's, golden yeah, that's awesome. golden fruit. That's, uh, that's beautiful what you said. Honestly, that's spot on to, to, to what the tongue does and what the tongue uh, can create. So let's, I think, um, if I'm not wrong, like, the apostles would even cast out demons with their mouths. Yeah. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even, Gah! no, they would just go leave. And they left mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, they left. And it shows with their mouths. So just, like I said, when, I, when we're telling you guys that their mouth has the power of life and death, I'm telling you, it has a lot, the power of either to give life to a fruit or completely kill all your fruits, right? Which which is which is beautiful. Okay, guys, uh, we have reached the end of our, of our series. I hope you guys enjoyed our series, and we'll see you next Wednesday at four p.m. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok. And uh, yeah, I'll see you guys there. God bless you guys. Take care. See you.